Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Producers. Uh, we are back on season six, and I got Jamie here. Hi, Jamie. Hey. Um, I'm still trying to figure... So, Okay, so season six is a new season of my podcast. This is episode two of season six. It's not like, it's not like a super uh, big deal that they're chron- chronological. It's more... It breaks the show into different chapters of my life and how I approach it. Whoa. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Uh, how are you? I'm good. So, so what was the show before? How's it different? Um, see, I don't, really, I don't super remember, and I'm worried you're not close enough. I'm just gonna, okay, yeah, yeah. Feel free to get in that corner too. You can, you can be, <laughs> be comfy. Um, so last season was a little shorter. I was a little more overwhelmed. Uh, I wasn't. I was putting a lot of pressure to edit and have things released on like a specific time frame. So that's why I do my intro just right up top, because I don't really have a lot to get into. If you have plugs, we'll talk about them. Uh, also, I'm just now noticing we have very similar uh, wings in our hair. <laughs> do you do you notice that about yourself? Uh, like, a, like a flip? Uh, a flip, but that but you have one on that uh, same side as me, and it's yeah. very prominent. Oh, we're, we're twinning. Yeah, we're totally... Uh, this is a recent thing, ever since I started growing my hair out is more. Not at all. Okay. Not yeah. at all. It, it just happens. Yeah. Um, I just I, that's, a, that's a big deal to me, the wing. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're because uh, okay, here's like normally it's not this bad, as you can see. It's not bad. It's a good thing. Well, okay, yeah, it's not this uh, prominent. Okay. Anyway, I always had a crazy cowlick. So, oh, do you still get crazy cowlicks? Uh, I, I think I let my hair get a little longer, so it actually the weight of it will correct that. But. I always am so surprised at the lengths I'll go to 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 not just soak my head. If I don't like want to shower in the morning, but I have a crazy cowlick, I'm like I'll try everything until I just give up. But I just I realized when it is that. Well, first of all, showering in the morning is the best way to go, in my opinion. Yeah, sure. It wakes you up. It, like that's when I think my great thoughts. Exactly, yeah. and it's it's really also a great. It feels great being like refreshed from the day. Um, but as I just think back to when I would have crazy cowlicks, I would be younger and I would just do anything I could to not just do it. Just take a shower. Mm-hmm. Just like you, like you, you wet it down with your hand and then you like put some more water on it and you put some more, you put gel in it and it's like not doing anything or whatever. I'm just saying like, I feel well, like if you're, if you're dabbling with, um, having longer hair than you're used to, mm-hmm. what, cause I usually keep my hair kind of long, but I find that if I take a shower before I go to bed, when I wake up. Uh, yep. You lay down immediately and it just falls and stays there. And when you go up, it's just like, I'm still here. That's something you should try out. Trying to, yeah, go as you were saying with my my shower time. Uh, Is this like the longest you you have your hair or is this like closer to the shorter end? I've I've had it like shoulders. Oh. Oh, hey, come on. (laughs) I'm sure it looks good. I, um,. I, I, it's always funny trying to picture different people with different hairstyles because most people I know like keep the same hairstyle. They don't like deviate too far. And I'm still, I'm still someone who has been trying to figure out my like good default hairstyle or works for me right now. You, you were one of those people who has like their hair figured out. It feels like. No, actually, um, I, I always just get the cheapest haircut I can get and it usually comes out kind of crazy mm-hmm. and, um, I just figure it'll grow back and that's fine. And, um, you're willing to take the risk. Yeah. I've been feeling a lot better about bad haircuts. 
if they're not super bad. One time I got somebody who gave me a fade over here and then a buzz on this side. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? I paid for this. And where, I, do you, where do you go? I, I, I hop all over. Yeah. I did start going to High Point, and I found they were very good. And then uh, a, a friend caught my hair recently. And also, they also did a very good job. It's like 40 bucks. I, I did it as a birthday treat. I got to cut my hair cut on my birthday. It was a good move. I felt really good about it. It grew out well. That's the thing. That's what you need from a haircut. I'm paying for. I'm paying for the whole. Yeah. If if I look good the whole time, I'm usually alarmed for at least the first week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try not to care. You'll get used to it's it, not Jamie. That's yeah. what they say. Yeah. <laughs> and you do obviously, but if like you get a really bad one, then that's like <sighs> <laughs> you have to face the world with uh. We have to bust out your hat collection again and see how resourceful you are. Well, I've always kind of wanted to try cutting it myself. Oh. And I've, come, I've like been holding the scissors. Actually, maybe I've like taken a, Cut a little bit, snips, little snips. Yeah, I've always kind of like cop that at the last minute. I'd be like, this is not a good idea. Oh, I would <laughs> never. I just don't feel like I have the coordination and understanding of all these layers. I do feel like I am getting way better at trimming my beard. Mm. You have a very well well trimmed beard. <laughs> Thank you. How did you come up with that design? Does it not? Does it not? Does, is that like your line, dude? Uh, you cut that. I mean, well, cause I like, like, yeah, you can like go I, a little bit up. Yeah, you know, I like shave on like my cheeks. There we go. Stuff. See, that's what I'm talking about. But I, it's just sort it's of a stopping point, right? I guess the point of all this, because this is so unrelated to the general idea, but I love it. <laughs> but I love it. It's just so many things seem intentional. So many things come off as a certain way, and. I'm gonna. I'm. Uh, this is like a really. Maybe this is a big reach out, but I feel like I'm gonna tie it right into like your style, your creative a- uh, aspect, which I do definitely want to talk about. But just like being intentional, mm-hmm. being specific, things that uh, when you're when you're drawing, when you, I feel like when you have a finished piece, because you're an artist. I didn't even say that up top. Yeah. You're an artist. Um, when you're when you when you're drawing, and I'm just gonna say drawing, and I'm not like excluding anything, but like when you're drawing, if there's like an imperfection, you kind of have to either loop it in or, or kind of correct it in a way, depending on like the, the medium. But it's this idea of like you're willing to take those risks, and that's a lot. Of, that's that's when I think of drawing, and I want to talk about it before. That's something I don't do. I don't. I'm like I'm afraid it's gonna be bad instead of just drawing and and getting better and learning. And that's always been a thing that one of the reasons why I never got into drawing. Yeah, I mean, I think like. <laughs> where your hair grows, yep. and then there's also parts of it that uh, are, are like your self-image, like this is what I think my art is, and um, it, it all kind of adds up to, you know, how one trims their beard or <laughs> their architecture or does comedy, but it's like, yeah, there's like different elements to how you cut your hair. And it's a lot of, it's cool because it's, it's a lot of how you see yourself, and how you are and how you kind of have you you don't know like for example like beard when i think about it, it's like i might not necessarily know what looks good or what or the, the genetics might not be on the same page but how i go through that and how i filter that is is this like i think of it as like a spectrum where it's like this is, this is how you uh this is how you see yourself and this is how you are and it's like how you create is where you think you are and what you're kind of filtering it through so if i think i'm over here but i'm here there's like this filter in the middle that I'm gonna like hit like a, it's almost like uprights like I'm gonna go usually in the middle somewhere. 
Yeah, and I think that a lot of that's like your habits. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. And then yeah, and then there's habits. You're you're sort of relating like our personal style to uh, our creative output, I guess. And oh, I guess I am looking at it as style, or I guess I am looking at style and trying to redefine it. <laughs> I just, well, I just think that there is there is an idea of style where it's like these are things. This is. Hmm. Because I don't I don't think I I'm not a person that thinks about how I like a poem. Or like, sure. If we're going to talk about, yeah, aesthetics like that, it's like you choose what clothes you use. You choose what mediums you use, what you, you what you do with what you engage in. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of are, that is like the style aspect of it. The, the, this is my style because these are what, they, these are what I choose. Um, but I think, I get, okay, so I guess I tie it back to ability where it's just like sometimes you, well, that, I guess that's growth. It's like having a style, having the ability to, to go further with it, to learn more, to make more informed decisions. So, like, someone who – I'm, I'm, I'm even trying to look further back into uh, aesthetic versus, like, someone who's really good at, at dressing themselves is going to get better as they see more, do more, dress more, as uh, style evolves kind of thing. So I guess, I guess I, I'm, I'm, li- I'm looking at it from, like, I love specifically – because I feel like, okay, so this can be uh, put onto, like, any medium, right? Yeah. Any, any, any creative act. But I like it specifically with drawing because it is a clear example of – you, it's almost like there's like this fence where it's like you either, in my experience, there's so many people who are on just one side of, I never draw. And then this, this one fence of just like, I draw sometimes I draw all the time. I'm, and I'm picturing the further away you get from the fence, the better you are kind of thing where it's just like, you just keep walking and there's nothing, there's nothing to stop you. And not nothing, but there's like this main fence. And I feel like that's one thing with, with drawing I've always found is, a lot of people are just afraid to draw. Yeah, a lot of people are afraid to draw. And also, drawing means a lot of different things. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm using it as a general term. There's, um, there's, you know, drawing to, make, you know, create something representational where you're, like, looking at an object really closely and trying to understand it and translate it so that people can see exactly what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And then there's sort of like um, thoughts translated onto paper or whatever and it's like just a really diverse way of communicating but I, I think that like anybody that makes art has habits and develops a language with that it's um, I don't, it sounds kind of pretentious no it's not <laughs> no it's, it's like, not it's, you, ha- you have habits just like Sure. Like they, they all like sort of follow the same rules. Yeah, exactly. That's something I'm super interested in. That's yeah, like the constraints. Yes, and, and and journeys and paths and like, um, I mean, and that's one of the reasons I just love the idea of like different subcultures. Like these 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 creative ways, they just have different subcultures where um, there are these people who are some of the best in that field, and there's people people look up to, and 
um, the bigger people, more people look up to, but like some people are more localized and some people are really local and some people, you know, just are the people who are looking up to these people. Um, there's different, there's different tools that you use. There's different, you know, this is a good brand. You don't use that brand or there's like a, a war here. There's all these ideas like, and I love that because that's, that's, that's what you're talking about. It's just like, there's all these different things. There's all these different influences and affects. And then, and then you, you flip it over to this idea of just the creative side of it. There's all these different ways to go about it. There's so many, there's like limitless ways to, to draw a thing things to draw ways to draw genres formats um and so the, the further you get from the fence the more you explore that shit yeah i you're talking about how people are afraid to draw and uh that's like a really interesting i mean i guess anybody's afraid to do things that they don't feel like they're good at mm-hmm. and good is subjective but um there's this cartoonist and teacher linda berry mm-hmm. that She teaches basically comics classes for people who aren't artists, mm-hmm. and it's all about like sort of letting go of those fears and like anybody can do this. And I I really agree with that, and I love this idea of like art should be accessible to everyone. And and you, so you, you said you don't draw at all. I'm I'm one of those people who's more afraid to draw. I wouldn't say that I again. So what I feel like what you're saying is like. There's this fence for everything, and it doesn't take much to do it. Like, I think of like the music fence for me. It's just like, oh, I'm over the fence, and I'm like a little bit ways in, but like I'm not like grinding on this idea. Yeah. And so with with drawing, it's like, okay, so I have I I, I don't like sketch. I don't draw. I don't. I never said like I want to draw. It's like the occasional doodle or uh, Kale brings his clipboard around and asks people to do sketches. Or like a design idea that I have that I just want to just want to draw out so that it we can look at it. So it's like, yeah, nothing. Yeah, no, I don't draw, and and that's and so I'm coming from I'm basically coming from that perspective. Just like, uh, the thought is I know I'm not good at it, so I'm not going to do it. Which is which is like a defeatist attitude. It's not helping me get better. But I guess it's like it's just like a medium that just people don't do. I don't play. Um, some people don't play guitar because they're like I don't want to learn. I don't want to get yeah, better. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're, we're the same there. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then there's the idea of what I'd like to think of, like paths and journeys. It's like, well, when when I go to improv practice, I'm I'm spending two hours on that that path of getting better. When I any any time you pick up a guitar and start playing, like that's minutes in your journey. That's why I like the idea of like the ten thousand hours thing, uh, because it's like, oh well, the, the idea is, the idea I I like from that is, you do it enough, you, you're gonna get good at it. Yeah. Like that's the whole point. I was wondering about that the other day. I was like, I wonder if I have. Like I'm, am I officially a, like a master? master? Yeah, Probably I think. Not, <laughs> I don't drawing is drawing is one of those things. Yeah, if there was a if there was just like someone behind you stopwatch and you're just like doodle, finish doodle, just like okay, cool, and then like just start timing everything. Yeah, maybe. And we're not counting. We're not counting writing, yeah. even though I feel like writing could count. It's like yeah, every I mean, every I half second counts. Have I spent ten thousand hours taking a shower? I thought about, I think about that with biking. Yeah, <laughs> Am I a master at taking a piss? I, we have, we, we, um, I think, when you turn 31, I think you're a, a million, 
minutes old. Thirty one. That's how old I am. Okay, wait, hang on. I gotta look this up. I, I, I this season six is all about looking things up. Okay. If something comes up, we look it up now. Uh, uh, mil- I think I think because uh, Rachel had hers recently. Millionth second. I think it's millionth, billion second. So when's your year three one billion second birthday? When's your birthday? July fourteenth. This is it. July fourteenth. Mm-hmm. What's the year? Okay, do you know what time you were born? I don't, actually. Okay, so if you... <laughs> dude, check this out. Wait a second. Hang on. Which, it makes my, my horoscope complicated. Yeah. Oh, I'd love <laughs> to get into that. Okay, wait, hang on. Because 88... 88th, yeah, you're, this is the year. If you were born... Oh, dude, I'm about to fucking blow your mind right now. <laughs> Can't wait. I... This is the one thing that is bad about looking things up, because... Get things like this. Um, okay, so you are currently between nine hundred and ninety-eight thousand and nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand seconds old. Wow! Your so billionth second alive will be March twenty-third, sometime. Potentially year. March twenty-second this March. Oh shit! That's in like that's in like that's two in like weeks, like like twelve to twelve to thirteen days. Yes, yeah. I'm so glad I caught you before. A billion seconds. Holy shit. I don't even remember how this. Oh, ten thousand hours. Um, yeah, but th- yeah, you are you are um, you are less than two weeks away from being a billion seconds old. Wow. Yeah. What are you gonna do with it? Um, I, I don't think it really changes anything for me. You gotta do something on that day. When I turn a billion seconds old. Yeah, I guess that's a little more significant than any birthday. Yeah. March twenty second. I'm I did, doing the math. March twenty second. So you only I, have one billion. Seconds. I don't understand how this math works, but I, I guess when I turn sixty two, I'll be two billion seconds old. Yeah. That sound. I mean, I, I, that, I that this this sounds like a trick question where it's it like, does. no, duh, <laughs> it happens earlier. Uh, but I, yeah, thirty one years. Thirty one years. So yeah. Yeah. If you, yeah, 93. Well, it might be 94 because it's extra, because you were born in July, so it's in March. So you might be 63. might be 63 and maybe, like, 95, 96. So she's close to 3 billion. Hold on, Grandma. Get to 3 bill. See, yes. Uh, I love that. I'm super tempted to have, like, my computer hooked up to the TV so I can look things up and you can see it happen, but I feel like that's just not the right move. (laughs) Season 6, I'm trying new shit. So, uh, this is season six? Yeah. There's no, there's no like, set amount of episodes. It's usually when I stop doing it or I change the format. Gotcha. It's so funny, because that's actually, I think, I forget exactly what I asked Tom in the last one, and I wish I had rem- uh, remembered to look it up. But I think one of the questions Tom, I... Tom was the last guest. Tom was the last guest. Tom, Tom Sype, my oh. friend from uh, Charlotte. Cool. He came up, and I was like, this is the best time to start. So... I think season six was fuck. I can't forget the question. I might I might look it up, but um, I, so I think a lot about how why I started this, and I so are you familiar with Pete Holmes's podcast? No. It's called You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, and I'll just have a comedian on, or typically it's a comedian, mm-hmm. um, especially when he's 
he first started out, he didn't really um, have this notoriety to do this. He was also just starting out as a comic, had not like made Crashing or even had his TV show. It was like a late night show or whatever. So he basically, and he said this very like openly, he's like, this is Mark Maron's podcast. I am just doing it my way. But it was kind of like, so he started with like this format of just, it was like you talk about comedy, talk about like sex and relationships, you talk about God and like the meaning of life kind of thing. And he like stuck to that format pretty hard. Sometimes you bounce around, whatever. But, but I remember I was, so that was like the beginning. And I listened to the shit out of that. And so I did that. I just took his idea. I did that for like three episodes. And then I immediately got off of it and just kind of found my own, like, I thought I dropped the God part. Cause I'm like, that, no one wants to talk about that. That's just like a fight. Um, and so like season one was mostly yeah, comedy and relationships and it was like minimum two hours. And then season two, I like faded off of the minimum two hours. I believe it was like the restriction was lifted and I stopped talking about relationships. I think in season three, something like that. Well, mostly just creativity. I think that was the big switch too. Is like this is, this is meant to. This is the the idea with this show is like I want. The, it was called the producers because I was tired of podcast projects falling apart. I wanted people who actually did something, who yeah. produced something. So if you're on this show, I basically am saying like, I believe you have made something, and I believe you are constantly working to keep making something. I'm Yeah, 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 yeah. You you have made something or you have been in something or contributed to something in some way and and I'm interested to hear about your perspective because you have done something. Um, typically it's it's people who are still creative. Like I think that's that's well I mean yeah, that's the whole reason I want to talk to you because you're creative. <laughs> I kind of want to know about people that aren't creative anymore. Like <laughs> You feel like you talk to so many creative people. Oh yeah, how do you how do you not? Oh well, I feel like you just get caught up in, caught up in being uh, liking all the creative stuff, right? I don't I don't think I would ever stop making something. I mean, I guess I think about, and I'm not. This is not my place to judge. It just wouldn't work for me. Where it's just like, go to work, do a clerical job or whatever, go home, watch Netflix, do that every day. Sometimes you go out and get that's, a drink, like, watch like, sports. No, I'm saying that, does, that, that I feel like this is the life of a non-creative person, and uh, that does not work for me. I like being creative yeah. too much. I like I like putting in my time into these creative aspects. Like that's why I do this podcast. Like there's no other reason other than to to gr- help grow my creative brain, and I feel like that has yeah. been a, a thing I've really I've really gained because your episode 88. Wow. Oh, yeah, I'm getting close to 100. I'm excited. I keep, I keep I keep emailing Pete Holmes to ask him to be on it, my hundredth episode. Have you, have you gotten a response? No. no. Well, I, the first one was the wrong email, so I got the message sent. Notification failed. He has an uh, email that he says you can send emails to, but it's probably not checked. Uh, I don't know how many emails. <laughs> it's a Gmail. At Gmail. Yeah, it's Gmail. Um, but yeah, this this. This show has definitely been a huge contributor because it's also made me feel a lot more comfortable with like, with with my ideas. Like, because that's a big thing. Is like, I don't want to just put something out there and listen to you talk. Whoever the guest is talk the whole time. It's like I have to come at you with different ideas and questions. And yeah. I think I'm a good host. Yeah, I mean, I think you're doing okay. Yeah. I'm just, just fucking roasting me on my own show. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to the creative bits yet. Well, 
Okay, so to get to hard left into the creative bits, what what else? So I said drawing, and I, I was very specific that that's just a general term just to get the idea that you're an artist across. Um, what would you say? How would you describe what you do? And I actually, oh, how would you describe how would, how would you describe what you do in three words? That was the season six question. I'm an illustrator. Ah, nice. Um, I went to school for illustration, which is basically uh, commercial art. You just hire to like image and make it with communication kind of idea, um, which hopefully is like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I always, um, I think for me, the core part of my art is my sketchbook, and um, <laughs> I don't know, I'm always trying to stay creative and keep drawing. I mean, you turn out content like fucking crazy. <clears throat> yeah, being prolific is like the most important. Make zines and comics sometimes, um, but ultimately I want to. I want somebody to pay me to make pictures. And sure. You know I want to make my own stuff too. That's just personal and nobody has to see it. That's great. But also like I think of it as a job and um, I want to like be able to solve other people's problems and provide something. Sure. Through drawing or painting or whatever. Sure. I love. First of all, pull that. Just just swing that a little closer to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just worry about it <laughs> because it's far away. Not I, because, I'm not a because soft speaker too. You are a soft speaker, but also like I feel like if you if it was this far away, it might not be as clear as if it's this close. Sure. Um, that's something that is so fascinating to me. The idea of of having some sort of creative hobby or something like that that no one else sees. Doing something and just that's for you. Yeah, well, I mean, I also do show it a lot in some ways. Like, I'll, Story I, I've been keeping sketchbooks for, like, since high school, so, like, like 14 or 15 years, something like that. Sure. Um, and, I, you know, I post pictures and stuff from my sketchbook all the time, but it's really cool to be able to go back and look at, uh, actually, it gets really confusing. Sometimes I wasn't always good about writing dates on things, mm-hmm. and, and you know, I like write down quotes that I overheard or things my friends said. And, uh, I'll like think I knew when something happened and I'll go and look back at sketchbooks and be wrong about it. <laughs> I Life gets really blurry. Especially when you're, because I, I what, okay, so uh, do you, when you, when you navigate through a sketchbook, do you go front to back? Um, if I'm looking for something specific, probably. Or do you jump around when, when you are putting things into them? I think that in the past, two or three years I've gotten way better at dating things um, just because you know you're annoyed by it and want to know yeah I think they've turned into diaries a little bit more than they used to be do you write in them like yeah words? I write a ton but I it used to be more just drawings and I could still like sort of pinpoint uh, you know like oh like I went to the beach or like I was on a road trip or something but um, yeah sometimes things didn't happen in the order that I thought, or maybe I was, like, drawing in multiple sketchbooks at the same time. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird record of my life. Best guess, unless you know, mm-hmm. how many sketchbooks do you have? Fifteen years. Oh. <clears throat> uh, I don't think I've actually counted them. 
I don't know. Uh, and also, you know, some of them are like big sketchbooks with a lot of pages. Little small moleskins. And some of them are um, for for the curious listener. Yeah. We want we want to uh, we want to guess. A guess of how many estimate of just just a number five hundred a thousand. I mean, I have like one shelf that's stuffed. It's like a thousand. No. <laughs> No, because some of them are like, um, you know, eight, eight sheets of paper that I like folded up and stapled, and some of them are like three hundred pages. So definitely tens of thousands of pages. No, that sounds like a lot. I don't know. <laughs> you said three hundred pages. Okay, one shelf. I'm picturing not like a shelf like that shelf, like two uh, feet, like like a yeah, maybe like a thirty inch wide shelf full of pages. I don't know how many pages that is. I'm going to put you at 10,000 pages. And if you spent one hour per page. Inch, 30 inches of 60-pound uh, paper. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I guess I'm, I, because you don't keep everything. I actually keep a lot. <laughs> how do you only have one shelf then? I feel like 15 it's, years of sketchbooks. Well, also I've gone at very different rates. Like, sure, Okay. I think uh, like either junior or senior year of high school for some art class, we had to keep a sketchbook. I was in like an advanced art class, and um, I I like hated it at first because it was homework. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I got to college, I was like, I fucking love keeping a sketchbook. I started carrying it with me everywhere. Uh, like, early habit. Yeah. From there on, it became like the most important part of my art. I'll count the pages for you later, and I'll let you know. Just if, even even <laughs> if it's easier, just let me know the books, okay. number of books. Yeah, In I fact, when you get home, take a picture of yourself with it, and I'll use that as the post picture. Okay. Some uh, people listen won't be confused. No, I that's that's another thing where it's like that's one one reason like I record improv sets because like I want to remember these things. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be whatever gauche to like have this backlog, but <clears throat> man, when I'm how many hours of backlog do you think you have? <sighs> You're funny. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, well, that's the thing. I don't. I, I also don't have through all of that stuff. Oh, not you now. You never listen to all that stuff, I'm sure. Oh, oh yeah. Even even if we're just talking podcasts, like I have a thing. I have an easy way. I could like look it up. Yeah. Or like I could count it up, and like it wouldn't take me. It would take me way less but time. But you wouldn't listen to it. Front to back. I would not <laughs> listen to it front to back. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So perfect. That that's one of the things that I actually mentioned. I stopped talking about relationships because when I did listen back, I cringed. so so hard my face caved in it was it was like it was just listening to a younger more confused version of yourself and it's just like i do not associate with these ideals and there's me saying them right now in this in this time yeah with your voice with my that's my voice (laughs) i know i remember that there's a picture on my instagram of that day yeah the idea of not associating with 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 different ideas and stuff and changing is, is is such a great idea. Like it's so great to have that open space. It is cool to have the record of that. Uh, I don't love that it's out there all the time. Oh no, there's some there's some cringy stuff in my sketchbook too, and also just like the quality of the drawings sometimes when I go back kind of far. Sometimes I'm like, wow, I was was better back then. And other times it's like mostly garbage. Interesting, because you're not only creating specific content, but it's how it's presented, which I feel like there's does like a technical aspect. To it. Exactly. Yeah. 
And I think about that too because I, I was thinking about like okay, so say the fact that I don't record like comedy and the, the fact that I, well, so I do record this and it's out there. So there's two different ideas of like it was out there and it is out there. And when I look at yours, it's like what you put out there is what's out there. But for the most part, you, um, Royal You, you could be a fantastic artist and no one ever sees it because you don't show anybody. Yeah. And you can still do it. Like, I couldn't be a performer and just perform to nobody <laughs> and have the same, can, could say the same you thing. You could. You could be, you could be dancing around in your living room. Dancing is different. I'm talking about, ah, well, you, you know. I, I meant dancing in a metaphorical sense. You could be doing solo improv sets in your living room and not let anybody know. <laughs> That's fair. I guess one of the things, I guess what I'm trying to say is I like, I like the idea of there being a hobby that is just for you or can be just yeah. for you. I think that it's like um, really good for the development of the stuff that's not just for you. To yeah. Have, um, a personal aspect to it or like a place to experiment that's free of judgment and free of restrictions. That's like where you really develop and uh, the public part of it can move forward. Was it always easy to be free of judgment when you were drawing? Did you did you have that the the fence I was tr- the the fence I was trying to paint into this this idea uh, when you started these these things that would would how did you navigate that early fence I guess is what I want to know. Um, I think that I'm generally pretty unself conscious about stuff that I make. Um, I'm not super hard on myself, and and lots of artists are. Um, I think I'm pretty willing to put things out there that are that I don't think are perfect. So I don't I don't know I think uh, a lot of people struggle with like their own judgment of themselves and I don't have that quite as much. Absolutely. Do you this I don't like the sound of this question, but do you know why? Um, Is that something you've explored? Because I feel like that's a very that's a very that's a thing that's it's so good to be aware of, and it, you sounds like you're very aware of it. But it, it just it doesn't feel like it's something that you are aware of and aren't aware of how big and important that is to be aware of. Well, I, I think we all have good days and bad days. Like, okay, I, fair. I probably have days where I feel worse about things that I make. Or and you won't, you won't post something that maybe you'd only post on a different day. Yeah, or I just feel like more judgmental of myself. But, Bring it back to you, um, okay. I don't know. I think I think it's just helpful to be able to finish something and move on. Yeah. If you don't think it's perfect, instead of um, yeah, dwelling on it or like being down on it, um, just like get it out there and either show it to people or destroy it or whatever. I'm, I'm not about destroying anything. Like I I pretty much keep everything that I make because mm-hmm. I'm also a hoarder. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's just. Being prolific is more important than being, like, the best ever. Sure. No, I, I mean... It just it just sounds... Like, this... It sounds like this is the kind of craft that requires, like, your mindset. And it's, it just seems like you... Like, this is a, a match made in heaven, almost, where it's just, like, somebody who can just, just draw... And who likes it, and and eventually became learned to like it. Mm-hmm. And now you're like 
still doing it. Yeah, but I mean... I mean, I didn't figure out I wanted to do the things I wanted to do until way later. You were talking about doing it in high school and then in college. Like, imagine, imagine if everyone knew what they wanted to do in college. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if I know exactly what I want to do. Oh, sure, and I don't I, mean to put that on you, but yeah, I just yeah. mean you found something that you're really good at and you really love to do. I, I don't think I've found, like, my perfect career or something. Like, I'm still oh, yeah. trying to figure out how to... <laughs> How to make money and do what I want to do and be happy, as we all are. Exactly. uh, I guess I mean to say that um, you found the thing that makes you happy and that you're really good at. And I feel like that's... And you found it long enough... (laughs) Well, thank you. Probably not everybody thinks I'm really good at it. But but I I like the things that I make. and I like the things that you make. That's what I'm saying. Trying to convince other people to pay me for them. (laughs) That's the hard part. That's the hard part. Yeah. Well, there, I guess there is there is an aspect to it that um, that's something I'm not super faced with because I mean I will say that like my current job is in closer to the realm of being paid to do things I want to do like uh, make videos and do pictures it and is like closer. design. I'm I'm I do marketing now okay. and it's like a lot of uh, like social media stuff that are like creating content and trying to engage and help build. So you're you've got a day job but you're enjoying. Or Most days I enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so work is work. So. Work is work. Work, so work is trying a lot of the time. Yeah. But for the most part, it's like, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm upset that I have to re-edit this whole video. But, like, I'm editing a video. Yeah. Like, that, when, you, when, you get these, when you get these opportunities, like, it's cool. And I think about with, like, comedy and how there's, like, this big thing about being paid to perform. And I'm not necessarily at the level where I think I should be paid to perform. But... But realistically, like, I've had funny sets, funny enough sets that I could realistically, like, that would have been funny to have been paid. Or, like, the team, the whole team was, was good enough, not just me. I don't, I don't want to put it just on me. But, like, but then there is that aspect of, um, well, I don't, I, I'm, I'm of the mindset that I, I do this definitely for free. Cause, like, give me a beer after the show kind of thing. Because yeah. to me, it's fun. To me, it, it is, like, a hobby. It's, I mean... I'm I'm being very loose with what I'm saying, and these might not yeah. all be my exact opinions, but just the general idea of like to look to look at it from the perspective of you, where it's like I'm good enough to do this, and this would be uh, I would be very good at this, and I deserve to be paid for this. It, it it's a really it's a it's a it's a challenging thought to me as a creator, but it's it's one of those things like it, this is a good moment of challenging. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Anyone who's creative probably has a range of abilities where, like, they can make some things that they should be or want to be paid for, and they also can do some things that they just want to do for fun or just do for themselves that, uh, I don't know, like, you kind of need both. Absolutely. And um, they might be different modes or they might be kind of similar, but I don't know. I've had a lot of different day jobs, and some of them have been creative, and some of them haven't. Like, you know, worked in some stores and some restaurants, and been a graphic designer. I've worked in film. Um, right now, I'm working with this like company that makes really boring decor art for like hotels and framers and stuff. <laughs> that like we found out last week that uh, half of the company is getting laid off, including me. So no. it's like exciting times, but I mean, it's, it's fine. 
for me. Like, I already didn't want to keep working there anyway. Okay, okay. But, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's always been this struggle to find a balance between, like, getting paid and being creatively satisfied or feeling, like, intellectually challenged. Sure. Because... I love working hard and I, I want to be like doing things that I think are interesting every day. And I don't know. It's not realistic to have that every day to get to work on uh, the you're thing. You're probably right. <laughs> well, I guess in this, but like sometimes I want it sometimes at least. Oh, the, the want is there for sure. And the, and the idea of it, like, having good days where it's like, I'm really excited to make this thing. Yeah. I like, I guess, hmm. Yeah, I guess there is a balance that you want to strike there. Yeah. But I guess what's cool to tie back to the point I was making before, it's like, I think it's super cool that you, I'm assuming, have known that you wanted this to be your work for a very long time and have just been... Like you said, you love to work hard. Like you, whether it is just drawing in your free time, or or actively trying to get into that world, like you have been constantly grinding. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it can be pretty exhausting because it's like trying to live a double life where you know you go to work all day and then come home and work on my second job of like trying to find. Uh, you know, or, or, like, on my lunch break, I'm, like, emailing art directors and magazines trying to, like, you know, saying, like, hey, look at my website. Like, I'd love to work with you. Uh, I'm trying to find, like, work for websites or, like, news, news publications or whatever. Um, I don't know. That's what I've been doing for a few months. And, like, building a... Google Docs database of like contact information and that's like a whole job in itself I guess uh, like trying to market yourself mm-hmm. and yeah <laughs> it's like having two jobs or, or two lives where like one is to make money the other is to try to like elevate myself and like get where I want to be and, and that's, uh, that's see that's just so and the, the, how they're connected is what I, is what I'm really intrigued by, like this balance because like not a lot of creators I bring on like do because it's a lot of comedians like like improv people and stuff like not a lot of people do improv for money like some yeah. people might teach and so just this just hearing you talk about it like I don't even want to add anything because I feel like I've already been like. I've exhausted my realistic experience. <laughs> like, that is... You just gave me something I didn't know before. Like, I can't. Oh, like, that I can make money? <laughs> well, no, no. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you are funny. No, just the fact... Just, like, think... Like, putting it in that perspective of, like... Like, being specific. Like, the... the, the con, like, like I say, I, I, I recognize, like... I feel like hearing that, you're constantly grinding. And you're like, I am constantly grinding. No, I, it's not just me, but, like, artists are grinding. And it's interesting because... When uh, there's been like a huge cultural shift over time for what an artist is, and at one point it was 
you know, people that were privileged enough to have leisure time and training to be able to, like, afford material paint. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like, so basically only, like, noble people could be artists. Noble and, At least people. in, like, I don't know, European. No, I gotcha. Obviously, like, there's all kinds of, like, folk arts and traditional arts and stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't a peasant job. It wasn't a, a no, job no. the majority of the people could have. Yeah. And then uh, when publishing and engraving and uh, all that came along, it became more of a craft and more of a profession. And uh, and then it changed again. Well, it, it has changed lots of times, but like with photography coming on the scene, like there was there was a time in like the early nineteen hundreds when illustrators could make tons of money. Like they were superstars they're like rock stars it's called the golden age of illustration when like uh you know norman rockwell and mm-hmm. people like that were just like raking in the cash doing paintings for magazines and stuff and that's just not the case anymore because um way more people can get training as artists um photography is way more prevalent as like it's in your phone yeah it's in, well also just like you know magazines and websites and stuff they have the option between photography and illustration. It's not just, oh, I gotcha. you're not just get hiring like some person to make a painting for you for ladies home journal for the cover. It's you're going to get somebody to snap a photo and you're going to get diff- Yeah, I gotcha. And, and, and like, I'm not disparaging photography at all. That's its own art form, but it, it has just like really changed illustration. And, um, I forgot what I was talking about in the beginning, but, you were talking about you were kind of going over how it's changed and evolved so much. Yeah, uh, and how it used to be at a point where you could get illustration for the cover, like a magazine, but now that's it's 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 almost phased out with the convenience of. Well, a, people still use um, illustration for the cover of a magazine, but um, it's like there are far more people who want to be artists now and have access to training and materials and like technology that we use to make art which is awesome i'm like i'm so glad that it's way more democratic than it used to be and art is really for everyone but it's also like probably harder to make a living sure um that's good though (laughs) because yeah it should be You would rather everyone have the ability to do art than few profit from it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, call. That's a good way to go about it. Yeah. Uh, I have a palate cleanser question for you. Okay. What's your go-to breakfast? Breakfast? Um, what do you like, what, yeah, what do you make for breakfast? Oh, man. Is it... Okay, I'll tell you about on the weekend. <laughs> because, like, it varies widely. Okay. Not to sound interesting, but I love to make breakfast burritos. Hell yes. And I will put a lot of work in on that thing. I'll spend like an hour making a breakfast burrito, and then I'll eat it in five minutes. Of course. But like. But okay, so tell me, tell me about this breakfast burrito. Well, it depends what I've got in the fridge, but. Perfect. Definitely. Give Give me Give me Give me uh, 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 
try to remember like one of your best ones or like make your ideal one that you want to make this weekend like like mm. you get you get to set this stage like i'm pretty passionate about people breakfast. people like think, this question okay I think, uh, this breakfast is, is like my favorite meal it's a great meal and a breakfast burrito is probably my favorite incarnation of breakfast so absolutely i think um yeah like peel a potato chop it up into relatively small you peel it interesting i'm already i'm already a little put off but keep going wait you just i mean i'm talking about like a Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I have red in there, and oh, I'm just yeah. like, I'm leaving yeah, that on good. for sure. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, sorry. I'm back on. I got a rusty potato. I'm going to peel it. I'm going to um, fry it up in a pan, nice and crispy. That are takes you, a while. Though. Are you slicing it or dicing it? Uh, cubing it? More like cubing. I think dicing is like small. Like a home fry-esque, but not Joe's in home fry-esque, like tradition, traditional? I would say like smaller than a traditional home fry. It's in between. Okay, okay. I think that's a good... Uh, what, what size tortilla are you using? I gotta get to right to the end real quick. Um, the biggest one that I can get at Kroger. Love it. Alright, back to potatoes. So, those are... And then we've got eggs, cheese, even some onions. What kind of cheese? What kind of cheese? What um, kind of onion? Extra sharp cheddar. Ooh. Interesting. And then what kind of onion? Yellow onion. Or yellow. You're a yellow. It's like a giant onion. White, red, or yellow? Yellow. I think it's yellow. You would know if it was the white one. That's yeah. the yellow one. I feel like the yellow one could be thought of as white, but when you see the white one, you're like, dang. Yeah. Um, yeah. The yellow one's like sweeter, I would say. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. Well, so maybe some, some black beans or some green pepper. Kind of on the white half. Maybe yeah. Some That's a good move. Yeah. Get some uh, Valentino hot sauce. The extra hot sauce. Um, and we're going to season it with some, you know, some garlic, some chili powder, some uh, salt and pepper. Yeah, this, this, this would take an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends how, like... Depends on what you have in your fridge. Have I already had a cup of coffee? Or <gasps> am I, like, groggily making my breakfast? Oh, you, you, you should... In the perfect world, you warm up with a cup of coffee first. You get you get that in you. It's probably simultaneous. Fair, fair. Yeah. You get a little faster and more proficient as you go. Yeah. Maybe don't start with the most dangerous thing. <laughs> Just getting some ingredients ready. Yeah. I love the idea of a breakfast burrito. I do not love the the work. Oh yeah. Weekends are weekends are always busy for me for some reason. I always really? have something to do in the morning, so I never have time to like have a proper breakfast. It's a good answer. If it's during the week, maybe sometimes it's no breakfast at all. Sometimes it's fried egg on a piece of toast. I uh, I wanna, I wanna know about. Okay, so I think my season six question. I think it's something to do. If you were to look back, on your earlier work and when I say earlier work you thought of something you went back to a, a specific time or but that you would consider your early work and you compare it to the work you're doing now how do you feel about it and 
How do you feel about your trajectory? And I'm still listening, but I might be dead. Um, well, I actually didn't think of something really specific when you said er when you said earlier work. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm being presumptuous, but I always feel like your mind will flicker to to something specific. Well, the thing that it flickered to was, like, way far back. And it, it wasn't even really my work, but for some reason I think I was already uh, thinking about this today. But when I was in, like, I think, like, third, second or third grade, uh, a bunch you, of... You, well, I can't, I'm, you were already thinking about this today. I'm excited to see where this is going. Yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be weird. Um I used to draw these pictures with a bunch of friends that we called haunted castles. And oh my god, I, I knew I would love this, and I already do. Yeah, so this was like a collaborative thing that was, it was like a bunch of little boys around the lunch table, and we would tape all these pieces of paper together and draw like these cross sections of um, castles with monsters and ghosts and like spike pits and there'd be like stick figures falling into traps and swinging axes and like all these kinds of like gory deaths going on what would be happening in a haunted castle yeah um i would always draw something i thought was kind of similar because i'm you, you the way you described it i'm picturing a bunch of pieces of paper and then a giant castle yeah i would always I, if I condense that down to a solo project, I would always draw, like, a battle or something happening that would happen on the whole piece of paper. And I pictured, as you, as a child, I was just, like, I was younger, and I was like, this is cool. So I yeah, can, I, I'm kind of picturing the same thing. It's like everybody would have one piece of paper, and we'd all draw one room, and then tape it together into, like, this massive, like, collaborative thing. And I, I think the reason that I still think about that is because I love working on things with people. Oh. And, like, the ideas come so much faster discover things you would never just come up with on your own mm -hmm. and things like bounce around between people and I love that and whenever I get to work on something with somebody else that's like that's perfect for me so I don't know I, I remember I, I had one of these haunted castle drawings that was particularly big <laughs> taped up in my bedroom really? for like years and years it was probably like 20 pieces of printer paper with crayon drawings all over it just like taped my wall and it was awesome it was just like there's lots of monsters and like turrets and spikes and so this is incredible do you have any photographic evidence of this I don't I don't think I do and I don't know what happened to any of it but um are you happy or sad about that it's fine I if I could see it now <coughs> I'd probably be disappointed I think like the idea of it's way better. The way better. it lives in my imagination is really cool, and like if I could actually see it, I'd be like, oh, that's a shitty crayon drawing. But was it always in crayon? I don't remember. It was probably pencil too. I'm picturing pencil, and I'm I'm giving you the credit of being a less experienced artist, and I am still very much loving well, I mean, this it, whole it, idea. It wasn't just me. It was like <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah of course like like everyone. Six little kids. But like but like in the same at the same level, or uh, g g given you, yeah. uh, uh, not as experienced or as good as you. So like, 
again, still, that picture for me is like, I love this. This yeah. is the best. Collaboration is another thing that I am uh, very, I love very much. Uh, you were talking about the collage that Dash and I did. Yeah. And that was a, that was a really fun collaborative experience because it was similar to improv in the way where it's like you're just building it as you go. And there's no wrong moves, and everything you do will, will be supported. It will be roped in. Yeah. And I felt so, at first, I felt nervous. I felt like I was at the gate when we started. I was afraid to, to put something on. <laughs> and by the end of it, I drew the glasses on the dog, and I was like, I love this move. And then he drew the necklace, and I was like, fuck, yes, this is yeah. what I'm talking about. No, I used to, um, me and a bunch of friends used to make these zines in college where we'd get a ton of people to collaborate on them. It's, ama- it's amazing, like, what a group of people can do so quickly, like, with so little effort. Um, oh, yeah, you get ten artists together and do, hey, do three, four pages, and then you have a great, a great yeah. zine. That's not true. Do you still have a bunch of those zines? I do, yeah. I knew that you I, had, you had those. I've got library, for sure. Really? Oh, that's not, that... I, I, I am... I am begging you to send me a picture with your shelf, and like like <laughs> that's, put out. That's, so that's a separate shelf from the sketchbook shelf. I was talking. About. The zine shelf. I've, well, yeah, I've got like a shelf for comics and zines, and I've got a separate shelf for comics, sketchbook. Have you done com? Have you made like a comic? Because um, <clears throat> there's one thing. Okay, so one thing about being an illustrator, but do you ever do? Do you ever do content? Like, what content do you do? Like, do yeah. you ever do like? Have you ever done like a comic? That's my I've, first I've question. Done I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen you do throw some panels together. I've enjoyed those. Yeah. I Making comics is so much work. Like, I, anybody that does a whole graphic novel, I have so much respect for that because you're drawing it, you're writing it, you're designing it. And, you know, sometimes it's things that blow over together. But it's an incredible amount of work. It's like making a movie. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I usually, if I've done comics, they've been, like, a few panels. Yeah, I love it. It's like a great. I I like writing. Like I did a little bit of writing in college and stuff. And, um, I really like mixing different kinds of forms together. But um, yeah, it's super hard. <laughs> I just you just inspired me with this thought, and so I'm going to ask you this question, and then I'm going to answer it, and then I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. So the question is, what was your, do you remember what your, one of, or what your first creative endeavor was? So the answer to that question for me is, my first creative endeavor, I made a comic. (laughs) I made a comic, I made four, it was really, it was awful. I was like seven or eight. Yeah. It was terrible. But I had four different issues with a full story and a character. Uh, I don't know if my mom still has it. I don't want to see it. It's got to be awful no i i want to see it for sure i know i know i do want to see it but it still has i would uh, just it it's it, it's funny to think about it dragon man dragon man is that what it was mm-hmm. that sounds right in my head he had that's, uh, a, that's kind of stuff i'm still making yeah <laughs> i would love to do i would love to give give you dragon man and yeah. let you see and see what you could what you could do with it it was um it was just it was it was this cool thing because I feel like every kid has this where you, you want to tell a story, mm-hmm. you, you 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 everything you take in you, it's all 
he's saying yeah, and I'm, you want to take a story because you, you you take in so many stories, and you want to make your own or you have this idea for your own. You're like, I like this character and I want to put him here. Yeah, and I I found that so fascinating. And I've always I've always been interested in that, but I've never and this is part of the drawing thing. Like I don't sit down and do these things. A lot of things I'm doing are kind of uh, more collaborative or more. Uh, like improv is like perfect for me because it's like I pick it up and kind of let it go kind of thing instead of like a graphic novel where it's like this is going to take me and my years. team <laughs> years. Yeah. Um, so not something that I continued with very much. I did like take art but like um, that was like the big it was the big pr- art project I did which was like a comic book. And I wanted to make multiple issues, but that never happened. Big, big dreams for a little Jonathan. <laughs> so yeah, what was that? What was I, like? I have no idea what my first creative endeavor was. What's the first you can think of? The earliest. I. I think I've always liked drawing. I've been drawing my whole life, so I don't know. Do you remember like the first thing you gave somebody, like your parents? Like, the earliest thing you remember, like, I drew this, and they loved it, or I gave this to my grandpa, or... Uh... I, I really have no idea. I, I would always make my parents birthday cards, or, like, Father's Day or Mother's Day, Mother's Day cards. Uh-huh. Um, but I would always forget until the day of. So I would, like, pretend that I was sleeping really late and, like, stay in my room with the door closed and draw them, like, a shitty punch last minute and give it to them. And they always knew. They always knew that, like... Because they know how you draw. Yeah, they knew I did it the last minute, and it, like, wasn't my best effort. But... <laughs> I feel I, like... I have no idea what my, like, first uh, creative endeavor was. Were you ever into anything that wasn't drawing? Were you ever into any theater? Like you said, you like music sometimes. Um, I didn't really <laughs> grow up doing a lot of extracurricular activities. Sure. Really? I, Did I, you I, get anything out of that? No. I, I, I would always quit. That's my thing. Like, I, didn't, I, I think didn't. art's the only thing that I've really stuck with. And I, I wish I'd grown up with a lot more music in my life because it's really important to me now. But, uh, yeah, I just didn't really grow up with it. And it's, it's one of those things like, okay, yeah, you had a, a pencil or, or, or a pen in your hand. Like, imagine if it was a guitar. Like, man, if I had kept that up from, like, age 10. I didn't start playing, playing guitar until, like, 10th grade. And, yeah, I didn't even really grow that much. It was yeah. just, like, I can play these chords. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've chords. probably been trying to play guitar for, yeah, also since, like, I think the summer after senior year of high school. Uh-huh. And I s- still have never progressed. And, like, I can still just play a few chords. Play a few, yeah. But I still really like it. It's very fun. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always interested in... Yeah, music's music's a good one. I mean, I feel like no one doesn't listen to music or have a thing mm-hmm. with music. Like it's yeah. like one of those basic things. And so it's always funny to, to think about like how people ingest it, where it's like going from the musician to the non-musician and everyone in between. Yeah, I mean, also nobody doesn't look at pictures. Hey, oh, like, I was gonna, yeah, that's where I was wanted to go um, <clears throat> and reading. Uh-huh. How much you think about it, and what it means to you. 
when I started doing my new job, I started to notice design a lot more mm-hmm. and fonts yeah. and aspects of yeah. it. I love that shit. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> I got so many ideas just from looking at Even if I just want to keep it as simple as, like, uh, David, Eric, and Anthony. Like, those are, th- are three people who are, like, I'm just friends with uh, who do, do design and do it so well. And I'm yet yeah, now I'm noticing, like, okay, yeah, this poster looked cool. Duh. But, like, looking at it now, it's yeah, like... But why? It's because you did this and this, and that went really well with this. And if you had thought about it like this. Yeah, like uh, when you learn more about something, you can have a more deep appreciation of it or be critical of it. <clears throat> exactly. And I feel like that's the, that's the idea I was trying to communicate with like this fence. Where it's like once you start on this journey, um, you, 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 you never stop progressing. You just might not constantly. Like I said, like I feel like. Listening to music, you might be like shuffling on down. I, I'm picturing literally a fence and then a path, yeah. and it's just like goes down into like, and realistically, it's like a, a clear open plain, and then like gets into like trees, and then like a big mountain or whatever. Like as you get farther, it gets a lot more difficult. But I'm picturing like you listening to music, like you're like scooting a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Like you're, if you're playing music, like you're walking down that path mm-hmm. kind of thing, and like it's. Let's just say it's 10,000 hours to get to the top of the mountain. I mean, I don't think if I listen to music for 10,000 hours, then I'll suddenly... You'll, be able you'll to shuffle guitar. all the way? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's a loose idea, but I just... I, I am so fascinated with the idea... Because I feel like that's a big thing with improv, where it's just like, you're not going to get comfortable with doing these things until you do them on stage. Right. Until you... You're not going to get comfortable being a stand-up. You're not going to get comfortable drawing unless you are standing up slash drawing. Um... I don't know, I just, that's the thing about this show and, like, having creatives on. It's just, like, I like to hear your journey. Oh, I, I have it. That just reminded me of an interesting thing about uh, both being in front of people and drawing. But uh, I think a lot of people are, you know, draw in private and, and make their art without people looking at them and are pretty self-conscious about it. But I remember one time when I was maybe in high school or, like, the beginning of college or something. I was in New York City with my mom, and we, like, rode the Staten Island Ferry. And we were, like, waiting for it to come back and, like, pick us up again. And uh, there was somebody, like, busking in the ferry station. And I had my sketchbook with me. And this was at the beginning of, like, me drawing my sketchbook all the time. But I've always liked drawing musicians. Because they kind of hold still, but they kind of move around, so I always draw them with, like, a million hands and, like, you know, wiggly motion lines and stuff. It's funny. I've seen enough of your art where I can kind of picture that. Yeah. Like, I, I do it a lot. I still go to shows and, like, bring my sketchbook all the time. But this was, like, at the very beginning of me starting to do that. And I, like, sat down on the floor, and I was drawing somebody busking, and, like, I don't know, they were playing guitar or drums or something. I don't remember. But I looked up. And there was this crowd of people standing around watching me in, like, a semicircle. And I was in New York, so, like, nobody gave a fuck. They were all, like, you know, super nosy and, like, impolite. And we were all just, like, kind of craning their necks down at me. And I was, like, surrounded by all these strangers that were, like, watching me draw. And I felt super self-conscious. Sure. <laughs> it was like, uh. But. The. the it was. It, and I also felt bad because, like, they were supposed to be watching the musician, but instead, like, I was creating more of a spectacle, I guess. 
this is an audio based show, so my my I just I love the reveal of like everyone's watching. I did not see that coming. I thought you were just gonna be like I was doing it in public for the first time, and I was very excited. Yeah, because I, mean, I was concentrating, so I didn't. Know you were just doing your thing, and, and I looked the up, ID. Like, That's fuck? so <laughs> fucking cool. Well, so did you finish, or did you like get up? Be like, oh god, I have to stop doing this. I don't this. even remember. I think I just didn't notice that I was done, and then I looked. When up, when you like, looked no. up, <laughs> that. Okay, so two things. One, I would have loved to have witnessed you drawing that thing, like from start to finish. I love, love the idea of that. But but you said it's impolite. Is that is that genuinely impolite uh, to to do that? For me to be drawing a person. For me to be watching you. Oh no no no! I mean, I, we were all in a public space. I don't think it's polite to look at other people, especially because I was doing something weird. I was sitting on the ground in a public space. Drawing. Sure. Now I'm way more comfortable with people watching me draw, but like, whenever that was in high school, at the beginning, or freshman year of college, it was because that was right when you started. You said after college is when you started drawing in your sketchbook. Yeah, and um, you know it's it's different doing something in isolation and doing something with people watching. So, oh, especially when you don't even know and then you find out. Yeah, like if you're if you're you know practicing a performance or like doing a performance in front of an audience, obviously that feels different. Mm-hmm. And drawing is never supposed to be a performance, really. It's like you're just... I legitimately You're thought. not supposed to be the spectacle. Like, what you're making is the thing that you're working on. This will be the spectacle when you're done. Or, or, or nobody will ever see it. Exactly. I'm so... I love that idea. I, uh... When you start talking about drawing and performing, I immediately pictured the people who paint upside down and then... Uh, you're like this is awful and then they turn it right side up and maybe like hit it with flour or something you're like oh, holy shit it's a thing now yeah, yeah. Uh, have you ever done something like that is that is, no, is that resonate with you at all you've seen it I, I can imagine like on glass or something no just like uh, it typically looks like paint I've seen it a lot on like America's Got Talent mm. or like a like a news channel in the morning where they just bring you on and and there are people talking, like judges, and it's just like, it's just the lines, don't, nothing makes sense, because you're trying to put it together as it's happening. You're not yeah. waiting for it to finish. You're just like, what is that? I don't know what that is yet. I can't, I don't see it yet. This is awful. This is wrong. And and one of the Americas I taught once, they, they, gave, they gave him X's, and then everyone gave him, like, well, which means, like, you're done. And then he was, like, he was done. He just finished, and he just, like, turned upside down, and it was, like, Anderson Cooper or whatever. It's just, like, his shadow or something like that. And he just walked off, and they were, like, so upset. They were all heartbroken because he fucking did it. I spoiled that no, for you. but I, I, I don't think I've ever seen that. But I, look that up. There's so, there's so many cool ones. Another thing that made me think of is people, because you said street performers. I'm trying to picture what artists would be street performers. And I always picture um, not illustration specifically but the people who will make like spray paint with like they'll make like space things have you seen oh, those yeah, like different planets things. yeah those are cool and stuff. yeah 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 yeah. but that's like it's like a very rehearsed thing it, oh it's the same thing every time yeah okay so on the opposite side of rehearse I thought you were going to talk about caricatures on that uh, on that story I like, did I did do caricatures at King's Dominion for a few weeks oh yeah did you not like it uh I just I have some friends that did it for a lot longer, and uh, yeah, it's it's the job. <laughs> I asked it. I asked that specific question in that specific tone because, based on what I how I seen you draw, I feel like you'd hate it. I feel like it's it's a job and it's drawing, but I mean, if it's like I'm, a very specific style that people want you to do, and that the company 
wants you to do, and also, like, the pay is really low. And, and like, they wanted us to, like, hustle and try to sell, like, frames and mats and, like, tubes. I'm not a salesman. I'm an illustrator. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed <coughs> to, like, be a salesman. Like, that's the only way you can make extra money. Sure. On the other hand, um, the cool thing about it was that you were working with a bunch of other young artists, and it was, like, great drawing practice. Like, you really were... Like, if you could if you could convince people to come sit down and get drawn, then you could be drawing all day. And it's, yeah. like, wonderful practice. And I have some friends who did it for a long time. And I think it probably had, like, a big impact on their art. Sure. They, like, you know, spent whole summers drawing all day. And that's really good for you as an artist. But also, like, I just had to make money. And I, like, got another job at a restaurant. Sure. I guess I feel like the style could potentially be limiting, but also there is so many, still so many aspects of like drawing a face. Yeah, there's, there's there are awesome caricature artists that go way beyond. Like when when we say like caricature artist in an amusement park, we think of a certain yep kind of shitty style, but there are people that are like amazing and take it way beyond that, and it's more like a really creative approach. Because I feel like I can think of two people in my life very close to me who both have caricatures in their homes now and I'm like do you like it and they're like mm-mm but I feel like but that's what you're talking about where it's just like that's what we're picturing yeah. but there are these artists who get so good at it where it's just like I love this yeah this this uh, this this picture of me where it's uh, all my bigger or more prominent features are just blown up and like very distinguishable yeah or sometimes they just pick something that isn't a prominent feature but just like really make fun of it. like when they really twist Okay, I. This is where I'm out of my depth. Where I'm just like, I don't even know what that would look like. I yeah. can't even picture uh, how to do that and how that would work. I, I can't even really like remember the names of any character artists that I like, but there are some that are like incredible drafts people. And, sure. Well, it doesn't look like what you're imagining when you say character. If I okay, so the what I want to ask is, if you were to draw a caricature of me, what feature would you accentuate? Okay. And focus on that. Yes. And, like, if you're talented, you can still get a likeness. And also, like, I could pick your eyes, your ears, your nose, your eyebrows. doesn't matter what. And could still make it look like you. Yeah. But also, like, twist it way out of reality. Um, and that's, like, what a talented person would do. Sure. Um, I think, for me, like, the e- probably, like, Eyes, nose, and mouth would be like the easiest, or or like you know, giant ears, something like that. Sure. If you just pick one and like make it big or make it really small, and like that's a simple way to start. Don't make my wing too big. <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> this is the wing. I always, I always see the caricatures, the caricaturists, mm-hmm. I guess. And I always wonder how that affe- how that would affect your, your 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 regular drawing. Like, would you start to draw more in that style because of how often you do it? Like, if you're there for all summer, like, okay, well, if you stop working there during the summer and you get into like September, it's like, okay, how are you drawing now? How's it affected? Is well, it really just enhanced or? I mean, I think it's a tempo thing. Like, normally we're working really fast. Oh, okay. I didn't even think about that. Shit. See. Yeah, because you need to like to make more money. Yeah, you don't want, also, people people won't won't wait in a line. They're going to be impatient. And like, I think the, the most 
most done fun that? one that I ever had was um, these three people came up and they wanted me to draw this guy like the Cheshire Cat because I guess he had like a really big goofy smile or something and so I like sort of drew him and made him like purple and green stripes and stuff or, or people would be like this is my son's dirt bike. Draw a picture of him riding it. <laughs> oh my god! We have to draw really small at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, they, you, like they'd show you like some picture on their phone and be like, "Hey, can you like?" Draw okay, me? I'm gonna take my phone back though. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna not sit here on my phone while you draw this. Yeah, that's that's very funny. So that was earlier on. I feel like we've gotten a good spectrum of the season six topic, which is looking at your earlier work versus your current <laughs> work. Um, what would you say that your biggest goal is currently? Hmm. Whether it's whether it's a project, I know that uh, figuring out how you can get paid is like a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm right now. I'm looking for freelance illustration work. Um, right now, that's mostly editing. And, w- and where could people email you? <laughs> Jamie Douglas. That's your website. <laughs> my, yeah, my website is Jamie Douglas. Hey, you can plug you can plug as much as you want. Okay. Do not do not even worry about it. Uh, okay, but yeah, so like, but like, okay, I, w- I guess I do want to push it more into the idea of like, what project, what personal project, what's a th- or like a thing you would maybe hope to put out or something. I, I think like in terms of personal projects, well, hopefully not personal, but I would really like to work on um, a longer. always been really interested in and people have always told me like that I should be working on picture books because it like fits in with my aesthetic and just haven't ever really pushed towards that. Um, I always have a lot of projects in the back burner. Of course. But the but there is that thing that's like you 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 will not forget that you want to write a children's book or a picture book. Like that will always be on the on the mental checklist like this will yeah eventually work its way to the front i don't really let um, projects die i they're always in the back of my head or on your shelf yeah (laughs) anything that i have started or thought of doesn't really leave me it's just like waiting for someday when i have time (laughs) so i can i can resonate with that very much yeah yeah how do you feel how does it feel you feel good yeah, I feel good. Anything you wanted to get to that we didn't? <laughs> uh, anything anything you want to ask me? Um, are you going to grow up a wing on the other side? You know what's funny is as this hair grows longer, typically what happens is I'll, if I blow dry it, it can kind of like swoop up. It won't wing like this one does, like this natural just like... Yeah. But, but because it's also going against the grain and it's coming off of the side, so that's a big, that's another reason why. It's just funny that it is so prominent. So there will not be a wing here. Well, actually, when I won't, I don't want to, but it's kind of going to happen is what I'm trying right. to say. It's well, going to get there. That's probably similar to what will happen to our personal project. We'll get a wing where we don't want it to. And yeah, it'll we're, just... we're not going to do the project we want to do. We're just going to do the project that we do do. There is there's something to be said about... Um, I guess looking at my how I've how I've been selective over my shit 
and thinking about how, yeah, I've kind of picked the things I want to do more. But I think that is, to loop it right back to one of the first things you talked about, where it's just like, that is the style you are trying to go for. You are, you are, I am chasing style more than like this idea of this goal I've had for a long time. I was like, this is what I want to be doing right now. Like I said, I stopped podcasting because I was like, I don't want to podcast right now. Like my goal is to not miss a week ever. And like I started missing weeks and I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm taking a break. Yeah. I mean, if you're too hard on yourself, then it's hard to oh. actually do it. I can't even imagine how that applies to, to something. So, cause I feel like the idea of a podcast, like when, when, in my mind, when I compare this podcast to like uh, a, a sketch or something, it's just like, uh, Whatever happens, it's going to happen. And it's the same with you. But however, if if something weird was said on an episode, typically it's forgotten. Whereas with a drawing, it's like, there's that weird thing. There it is. Again, it's how you, it's how you deal with it and it's how you rope it in. But the pressure, I feel like you have to feel as an, as an illustrator. It's just like, that could, it could be so damning. That fence could, you could build that fence up so high. You never want to get over it or cross it. And who knows? Maybe on this path there are multiple fences where it's just like I doodle. Now I hop over the doodle fence and I draw regularly and I'm pretty good at it. Now I carry a sketchbook. That was a big fence to crawl over. Like I feel like the fences have to be ten times higher when, it, when it's something that you are – like with this podcast, like I'm not going to – I don't often listen back. I, I put it out there and people listen. And if they don't, cool. If they do, fine, which I'm sure is the same. But it's just like this idea of – you want the full product, listen for an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. You want the full product, look for four seconds. And realistically, like, you see what it is. I mean, obviously, there's typically more detail and stuff, but yeah, just, like, yeah. it's all right there. You have to stare at it the whole time. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times um, when you're making a picture, <clears throat> you can't expect people to look at it for more than four seconds. So it's, like, the idea has to be clear. It has to be, like, readable right away. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, like we're we're sitting here having a conversation, um, and if somebody listens to it, then like, you know, maybe they're also painting their toenails, or they're like also like scrolling on their phone at the same time. It's it's interesting. Like, or working or something. Yeah, yeah. And you you can't like expect too much from your audience. Like you're trying to provide something for them. I guess that's fair. It depends what you make. I mean, I, I, I have to, I keep trying to, I keep going on these different thoughts about trying to explore the things you're saying, or it's just like, I follow so many amazing artists where it's like, story, 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 post, like, look for a little longer, scroll, like, I do like, I felt like there's like, a, people who I would follow, I, 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 I like to, to delve in more and see, focus when, on the details. Oh, another perfect example. Just and like, then, like this small unfortunately, thing. Unfortunately, they're tailoring all their the things that they're making to be two inch squares. 
It's not gonna. It's not gonna translate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. Um, I feel like you do a good job. You have a lot of very fun art. You do a lot of cool things. Thanks. Uh, no, I very much. I, I mean, it would be difficult for me to ask someone on the show who I didn't like what they did. So big fan. Do you have anything else you want to plug? Uh, not really. Yeah. You have good stories, too. Thanks. Oh, oh, I did want to ask you how you feel about um, dating a creative. We don't have to go too uh, too specific, but just the idea of you have somebody in your life who (laughs) is. You can get more specific than that. (laughs) Well, that's that's the that's the facet I'm I'm most interested in. I mean, specifically with this question, it's just like. How does that impact? How do you find that impacts your life? Because um, I like the idea of so being with a creative. Like, there's this obviously of like you collaborate more, and when you're together, you just like bounce your ideas, and yeah. obviously you're attracted to this person the way they like think. So maybe you like also like their art, but also there are so many people in our lives who come around, and we don't necessarily. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want those lines to cross, or I don't like how this person has made me feel about this or this. So it's like over time you're influenced heavily by the person you find with on this path and are now walking with and maybe following or leading or something like that. But when you choose someone who you want to be with and you're like, this is the person I want to be with, like you're very happy about it and you're both creative in different ways. It's like, I don't know how that influences you, but specifically, specifically. Yeah. Um, Annie Mang, episode 66. <laughs> Did you? I, I know because I listened to, I just listened to Annie's episode with you. It was a good one. She uh, gave me that. What? The picture right there. She signed it. Uh, I don't know. I oh, can't read oh, it. The, the Russian propaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The propaganda. Yeah, oh, man. I have so, so Annie moved in with me and I have so much Russian propaganda in my house. <laughs> great. I love it. Um, but. Episode I mean, she, she does improv and stand-up, and especially um, talking to her about jokes that she's writing for stand-up was really fun for me, and, like, I love when she, like, bounces ideas off me, and I don't know, that's, like, a great part of the relationship, because I'm, I'm also, like, interested in humor. Um, I don't know anything. I've said it a thousand comedy. times on this show. You're very funny. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like, I think my experience growing up was with, like, newspaper comics mostly, like Gilbert and Garfield and, and like, that, those, like, shitty, like, gag comics. And then I, like, in college, you know, made comics for my school newspaper. And, like, here in Richmond, I did comics for Style Weekly with my roommate for, like, a year. And um, so, like, the idea of writing a joke is really interesting to me and that's like a whole art in itself but I had never I don't know uh, Annie sort of introduced me to this world of comedy that I didn't really know anything about like I don't know I've watched SNL a bunch but like I didn't know anything about improv I'd never seen improv before and yeah it's really cool like just getting to discuss these things with her because you've done a lot of different things that are that are comedy based and I like story she'll tell you or something like that you know like sketch out bits or whatever I, I don't I don't see everything but like 
Yeah. Well, I mean, but, like, when she's working on jokes, she'll, like, um... She'll just open that that world to you. Not even that, not even necessarily the, the specific yeah, collaboration, she'll, she'll tell, tell but just seeing that. And, like, uh, you know, see what I think, and I, it's just super fun. And we're just really supportive of each other. We do, like, the things we do are very different, and, um, I don't think either of us is very, like, critical because they're different. Sure. But, um, yeah. You don't have to stop being creative because your partner's around, which is something that th- it seems no, kind of I mean, foreign to say, but like that's a thing that would happen in the past. That's not, that's not always a gimme. I, I hope not. I mean, I hopefully uh, <laughs> all people can support each other's creativity, but but yeah, like it doesn't always work out that way. Sure, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is like before my current relationship, before Rachel, like it was I never dated a creative. Or I dated a creative, and we never talked about it. It was never a thing that yeah. crossed. Like I, like I was in this podcast, and I've definitely had been dating other people, and no one would listen to it. Hmm. Like some people listen to it, but like the fact that, that I would date some one person, let's just say, and they wouldn't listen to my creative thing. That to me, that never, that never sat well with me. Just the idea of not supporting your partner and not being able to share that life. Like maybe not every aspect of it. Yeah. But I love, but that's the thing. That's why I like it, and that's why I'm like, I feel like it's been, it's so beneficial, especially when both people are creative and it's benefiting both people. Yeah, and I mean, and and we need to support our friends too, like, like anyone that you're going through life with, whether it's your partner or like your friends, yeah, your, friends, your, your buds or your coworkers, like the people in your community, whoever is like making stuff. We need to support each other and uh, <laughs> pay attention. Yeah, and it's more fun. I'm big on that. That's one of the reasons why I love this show, because I feel like uh, this gives a chance to do that. Yeah. To talk more about that shit. Also, I just realized that uh, y'all are both uh, double numbers, 66 and 88. Yeah, that's true. Nice. Nice. Well, we've done about an hour and a half, and I'm trying to make that the sweet spot. Yeah. So, do you have any... more would be too much. Yeah, this has been been a good amount. I think... uh, in true fashion, it's like I don't want to. I don't want to stop talking, but because I keep trying to like wrap it up. <laughs> um, I I'm I forget what the outro I did in Tom's episode. Like I said before, <clears throat> so I've done so many different outros. Um, I want to do the one where you pick the weirdest thing in my house. The weirdest thing in your house. The thing you can see. And I get to fake it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if you pick the right thing, I'll let you take it. But you're probably going to pick something I, I don't want you to take. Oh, um, nope. New choice. <laughs> oh, I do want to ask you. I just noticed I have a picture of the New Yorker up. And I want, have you ever yeah. submitted to them? Uh, I have never submitted to the New Yorker. I, I grew up, um, my mom always had a subscription to the New Yorker. And those cartoons are a big influence on me. I asked because uh, Pete Holmes does submit to them. Oh, really? And he even had, I think he had them on people from the New Yorker on or something like that. And it was, it was a really cool cool episode. And it's just like a funny, a funny idea where it's just like one picture, one line. Oh, I, I have this uh, postcard on my fridge. You have that one? Yeah. My mom got me that frame and it was the only one that fit. It's the a, dad's clone. It's Jonathan, Pete, and Anthony in a reindeer suit. And yeah, it's on my fridge. Um, and the frame, this frame uh, is 
It's like a frame, and then it has like this background, and then it says the boys in like cursive writing across yeah. the top. I thought that was very funny. My mom gave it to me. I was like, I had to put this up. Weirdest thing in your apartment. What about that Poland nutcracker? <laughs> that, that might be the weirdest. I don't want that. I don't want to. <laughs> it's pretty fucking weird. My mom loves nutcrackers. And so I get her nutcrackers just for every holiday or like whenever I can find and that's a good the one. one that she returned to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good one. It's, a, it's her Thanksgiving present this year. Uh, okay. I, I don't give my fa- my family Thanksgiving presents, but it's like it's a perfect for that. Uh, I found I just found that at a thrift store, and I was like three dollars. This is a, this is perfect. I gave her a, a wizard one. A, I called it the uh, Dumbledore Nutcracker. Okay. She well, she yeah, she's a Harry Potter fan. So no, that's perfect because I, that is you're the only. I think the first time this question's been asked, this is the first time that this has been an option. So, there he is. I love it. Cool. Well, uh, you say goodbye, and then we're done. All right.